You're listening to Out of the Box Success with Audra Bartlett, episode 26. In order for you to live your most extraordinary life, you're going to have to be willing to think outside of the box as to what success truly means for you in your business and life. Hi, I'm Audra Bartlett, certified success coach, multi-passionate, multi-business entrepreneur, and I've come to shake things up to get those creative juices flowing and get you really believing in what is possible truly for your life. How to use your voice is a topic that has evolved and shifted and is deeply personal to me over the years. It, in a lot of ways, has started out as a concept, how to use my voice, how to speak, how to say what I need to say, how to not edit myself, how to not use filler words. In a lot of ways, that's kind of a base for this conversation. The idea that a lot of times our words, the words that we use, the way we put it together, allows us to hide or play small or not really say what we want to say. And this conversation is about how one develops the connection to your inner voice, how you can find and root into what you feel, sense, know, essentially your inner wisdom that's speaking to you and allow that to flow out of you in some way, shape, or form being utilized as your voice. With this podcast, even through this journey so far, I have shifted the way that I speak to you, the tone, the, the speed to which I'm talking, how I feel when I enter into this conversation with you. The podcast episode 26 is very different than podcast episode one, two, three, where I was still a little unsure of how to say the things I want to say. And I understand that even over the next, say, 100 episodes of a podcast, this will continue to evolve. This will continue to change. And I can definitely tell uh, through reflection from my podcast producer, Connor, shout out Connor, um, that even his reflection back to me over all of these episodes of how these are some of his favorite episodes, particularly last week's episode, that the way that I'm delivering, I think, is having more of an impact, is more of my authentic self coming out. And when that starts to happen, you begin to magnetize. You begin to attract and speak to people that couldn't hear you when you weren't speaking from your true authentic place. When you deliver a message that feels a little unsure or you're still finding your footing, people sense that. Even if they consciously don't sense that your voice, your message is a little unclear or a little unsure, it is through the energy to which you're delivering that message. 
When I first started with coaching, I really consider it to be an unbecoming. I've spent over a decade in therapy. I've done lots of coaching work. But when I started to present myself to the world as a coach that could help somebody with their life, with their truth, with their big dream, with the thing that they really wanted to do in this world, I had to also unbecome all of the conditioning. And I had done a lot of work up to that point. But when you engage in the world with what I consider your soul work, not just the thing you're doing because you have to do it to make money, but the thing that really, really speaks to your soul, that's the hardest work you can do. And simultaneously, the easiest work because it is typically the work that is so easy to you. It feels like breathing, but the finding your voice or the way to say it is the part that can be really challenging for people because you may do it for your friends, for your family. You may be doing those things on the regular, on a daily basis without even thinking about it. But to put yourself out in the world and say, hey, this is what I'm an expert at and here's what I charge for it and this is who I am is in a lot of ways unraveling. And over the last couple of years, I have gone through this process of furthering, further and further unbecoming all of the limiting things to put myself out there as true and authentically and real as possible as the person who is an expert in personal development, who has spent the last 15 to 20 years studying it, who has personally put herself through so many challenges and facing the fears and being uncomfortable and shadow work and all of it. You have to release the boxes to find your voice. You have to unbecome all those limiting things that pad you in to find that voice. So you find it, you refine it, and you discover how to use it. And like I was saying about the soul's work, the closer you get to your soul's purpose, the harder, the more of a raw extraction it feels like. It feels like you're pulling out part of your soul for the, the world to see and to judge. It's like, here it is on a platter, Particularly if you're engaging, this is not for everybody, but if you're engaging in something that we call a intangible good, right? In real estate, there was a level of unbecoming. It wasn't my soul's work, but it was part of me progressing to my soul's work. And when I got into real estate, there was still the fears and the insecurities and all those things that came up, but I was still selling a tangible good. What I mean, it's a physical thing. Like I bring you to a house. Do you want to buy this house? It is a, it's a physical thing that I'm selling you. And when it comes to coaching or other healers or service providers that are are selling essentially their service them, they're selling them. It's an intangible thing made tangible. So if you're a weight loss coach and you're selling 
you're selling yourself and your work, which is intangible, leading to a tangible result, which is lose your next 10 pounds or whatever it happens to be. And that feels a lot more raw and a lot more extracting than to be able to sell just a physical product or a physical good, or in my case, a house, right? So when it comes to voice, your voice, I'm defining that. As you know, I love to define things. This is my own definition for for the people listening to this podcast. Your voice is demonstrated, right, is through your speaking, like I'm doing now, any form of speaking, any form of writing, any form of creating that is coming authentically from your soul. So your voice can be a painting, right? Your voice can look like some sort of creative endeavor that is an expression of who you are, of of your feelings, of your truths, of what message you want to carry to the world. Last episode, I talked about my first hater and how fascinating it was that he was criticizing how I used my voice. Not that I was using it, not that he didn't like anything I was saying, but the way that I was using my voice and whether or not he was qualifying that as useful in society, useful with the problems that we have in the world, whether he, judging me, found the way I used my voice to be right. And when we get in touch with our inner wisdom, with our soul's work, our intuition begins to lead. And your voice isn't the unconscious reaction per se. It isn't like the mean thing you said off the cuff because you were mad that someone bumped into your cart at the grocery store. It's not necessarily that unconscious reaction. It is the reason you reacted. Someone bumps into you, you feel angry. Your voice is the reason you are reacting in that moment. It is your truth. It is, I feel offended by this person, I'm having a hard day, whatever that happens to be deep down underneath it. It is not necessarily the vitriol that was screamed at. And just like anytime we have a hater in the world, usually that's saying more about them than it is even saying about us. It's usually saying something about the way that they feel, about the way they feel about their usefulness, of how they feel their voice is being heard in the world. Our voice is normally about us. It is about our truth. It is not about the behavior or our perceived truth of another. It is about us. And if it's coming from your soul, from your essence from your truth, from somewhere, your heart center, whatever aligns with you. It's coming from source, God, universe. 
it cannot be wrong. It is always directing you towards your highest good. That cannot be wrong. Your voice is connected to the soul, which is connected to your divine, the divine God, universe, whatever you align with. It cannot be wrong. It is always directing you towards your highest good. That doesn't mean that it's easy. That doesn't mean that every time you get connected with what's next for you, that it's going to be like puppies, rainbows, and an easy path that's completely flat with no hills. But we can trust that the higher self wants to lift you up and wants to lift others up for the betterment of the world. That doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. That doesn't mean that something doesn't happen that directs us to a different path that's really hard or difficult. But it means that our voice is not out there to hurt other people. Our voice is not out there to damage other people. It's out there trying to better the world. And my journey, my journey through the use of my voice, and you get to discover what your journey is through the use of your voice and what it means to you and how important it is to you and how you want to say it and how you want to extract it. And my journey is to help others extract more of their voice, to have more people standing in their power and knowing what they want to say and how they want to say it to the world, to continue to extract more of that from myself and to extract more of that from others, to be their big fat permission slip saying, yes, yes, you can. Yes, you're allowed to. Yes, you're allowed to want that. Yes, you're allowed to have that. Yes, you are allowed to do that. You are allowed to say that. You are allowed to stand up there and be that person. So when you hammer down what you want, when you get clear on what you want, how are you going to use your voice around that, around your want, around your desire, around your dream for your life and the world? How are you going to use your voice to talk about that, to express that, to be that, to embody that. What does that look like? One of the the kind of points in which we then stop in that process, we often can find a way to get to what we want. Like we really want to travel and have a remote job and not own a house and just be completely transient. And we then, you know, think about like how we might talk about that or what that might look like or what that work might look like, but then we stop. We stop for a couple of reasons. We stop because we think that, who am I to want this? What are other people going to think about this? What if I fail? What if I can't do that? What if I talk about it and it doesn't happen? What if I have these great ideas and I put them out there and they get judged and people turn away from me? What happens then? So the question then becomes, what does it feel like to be visible? What does it feel like to be visible with your voice and your dream? 
When you think about that, if you were to just stop for a moment and think, okay, what is my big dream? What is the thing I really want to do? How do I want to say it? How do I find my voice around that? And you hone in on, in your head, create a scenario in which you tell your partner this, or you tell somebody else this, or you get on social media and talk about the business that you've always wanted to create. What is the feeling that you get when you do that in your head, when you're visualizing this? Is it the fear? Is it a tightness in your chest? Is it anxiety? What does it feel like? Is it open or closed, expansive or contracted? What does it feel like? And typically, whatever that emotion is, whatever that feeling is you're getting, is often the reason why you're not doing it. We're so afraid to feel the thing that comes up for us when we become visible with our dreams, when we become visible and talk about them and use our voice. Speaking to the haters that are trying to use their voice to dim our voice, the ones that are commenting negatively or the naysayers or the aunt that you told that you wanted to do something and she was like, that's a terrible idea. Nobody would ever want to do that. That's exactly what makes us peel away from being visible because that was the moment. That was the moment we were fearing. And if we could sit with that feeling of feeling exposed and raw and vulnerable and and afraid, then the feeling could pass and we could continue on. Doing big things and saying big things, we have to find a way to have our own back in it. What do I mean by that? Having your own back is having an idea that you feel so strongly about that nobody and nothing is going to sway you from that. And that takes work. That takes you doing the work around it, as as I call it. But essentially, that takes you looking at that, deciding why you want to do it, figuring out all the reasons why it's important, really working through what is that feeling that would come up if somebody said it's a terrible idea, recognizing that when people tell you those things, they're reflecting to you their limiting beliefs about themselves. When we get out there in the world with our voice, with the things, the big things we want to do, the naysayers, the people reflecting back to us, are the people that themselves feel limited. And they, if you pay close enough attention, will literally tell you what they're afraid of, but phrase it in concern for you. And so when we have our own back, when we've thought about the thing we want to do, we get really clear on what we want to do, we get clear on our why, we're understanding this is what I want, this is how I'm going to move out there, this is what I'm going to say, this is what I have to say to the world. This should look like something that is formed but not rigid. What do I mean by that? Rigid going out there and being so fierce, right, about your your idea. This is what I'm doing and I don't care what anybody thinks about it. I'm going to do it anyways. That would be an example of rigidity. 
And what I mean by that is energetically, you're going out into the world and saying, I'm very rigid. This is a wall. You cannot penetrate this wall. This is what it is. I'm not going to listen to anything or anyone. It is a form of protection. It is you going out there and saying, here's my wall. You can't get past it because you still don't fully have your own back and you don't want anybody's ideas or anything to penetrate that. You don't want anything to get in the way. You don't want anything to come through because you're afraid of what that is. You're afraid of what could be coming through this barrier, this wall, this rigid boundary, quote unquote. And I use that word lightly because boundary is not ex- is not what that is in truth. But um, it stops anything from getting in because behind the rigid wall is your fear. What formed look like is it is you have created the container around yourself of why you believe this is good. So somebody could come in and speak to you about it and you could have that in your form and you could release it, right? It is not a wall, it is not rigid, it's just being held. You are holding yourself, you've created your own container You've created your own, you know, energetic boundary, real boundaries around things. And when somebody approaches that, they could say something, they could come close to you. There's a flow that's happening. When you're formed, there's a flow. This not only allows you to uh, hear what people have to say and release it, right? The flow in and out. You're like, oh, thank you for saying that. I don't need it though. You can keep it, right? You can keep your limiting belief. I'm good. You're not defending it because you're so afraid of someone seeing behind the rigid wall. It's a flow. You don't care if somebody says something negative to you because you know your truth and you know that you are held not by some sort of fearful wall, but by your own belief in self. This also allows for a co-creation with the world. You can co-create with other people. You can co-create with other information. You are allowed to learn, absorb, shift, be malleable. Um, expand and grow in ways that you could not even imagine. When you're rigid, it doesn't allow for that space because of your fear. You may still be moving towards that goal, but you're doing it in such a stiff way that it doesn't allow you to flow with what could be coming for you, which could be happening. Some idea that could potentially expand the thing, the very thing that you're going after and 10x it or make it something wildly larger than you could even imagine. And one really fascinating thing about that is when you can be formed in your voice, in your dream, in what you're pursuing, your voice can change. It can shift. It 
can actually physically change. I've heard this. I've heard this myself. I've heard this in other people. There's one person I'm thinking of specifically right now, Rachel Rachel Penderson, I believe is her name. She is on TikTok, Instagram, et cetera. She's a marketing specialist. She's an incredible blonde woman. She's come out with a book. And if you watch her earlier videos and her current videos, her actual physical voice has changed. She's even talked about it to people on the platform because she was in such hustle survival mode that when she actually relaxed her nervous system, her voice physically changed. I've been in groups and masterminds before where one of the women, her voice, she was having a hard time with her voice. She would have a hard time getting this, this thing, the words out. You can have physical reactions to releasing your voice. For a long time, I was clogged in my voice. I could feel all this throat congestion all the time. I was constantly clearing my throat all the time. And there could be the argument, oh, well, that was just specifically a physical reaction, but I believe that mind, body, spirit, soul is all interconnected. And when we have physical ailments, they are often telling us something. If you go back to the interview I did with Anya, we talk a lot about this. And so you can see so readily when people have not been able to express fully their voice. There's often a physical symptom involved with that. Congestion, sore throats, chronically happening because there is not a flow coming from heart out of your mouth or flow out into creativity, out into the world that needs to be expressed. And so it results in physical symptoms. It results in actual physical voice changes, which is so fascinating to me. It is so fascinating to me because we evolve. We are consistently and continually evolving and you don't have to have your voice perfectly right already. Um, it can be your truth at the time. People get to be part of your humanity, of your way, of your cycle. That woman, Rachel Penderson, didn't think when she was starting, oh, my voice is totally wrong. She taught people and changed people's lives and grew in the process and was able to, through expressing herself and putting herself out there, was able to have an opportunity to actually allow her voice to change and it to get clearer and it to shift physically and spiritually without having put herself out there. It may not have allowed the space for this shift or change to happen, for this evolution to happen. It's like the idea of an artist. If you look at Picasso's earlier works, they're different than midway through his career, his works at the end. Most artists are that way. I would say probably no artist has the exact same exact style from very beginning to very end. And sometimes they're dramatically different. Sometimes their voice, right, their expression, their creativity changes. What they want to offer the world changes. And that doesn't make their earlier work wrong or their middle work wrong or their end work wrong. It means that we're allowing the space in human evolution to 
express differently and speak to different people, right? That's another piece that my message five years ago spoke to different people than my message does now. And my message in another five years will speak to different people. If we allow for this flow in a formed self, it allows for people to be able to learn and grow at different points when they need to. It's the idea that as we discover new things about ourselves, we also absorb new knowledge, new awareness, new perceptions of the world. It's why we can read the same book at three different phases of our life and get something totally different out of it. And that author has changed over the years. One of my favorite authors um, right now as a, as a mentor is Robin Sharma. And he has even admittedly said later on in his, you know, in these last couple years of his career that he would change some of the things he originally wrote in his very first books that he put out there, that his understanding of the world has changed, but it doesn't make any of those books less valuable because the people that read those original works got something out of it and are still getting something out of it and it is still valuable in the world. So understanding that our voice at any point is valuable. You do have something to say or create or give to the world right now, wherever you are at. We don't have to wait till we know more or we're more this or that. Right now, your voice, your expression, your true innate desire is valuable. That dream that you have for yourself is valuable now. And even within that, our dreams change. The dream I had for myself 10 years ago is a different dream now. But we get to pursue those things. We get to love ourselves in those moments. We get to be formed in that, not rigid. And that is the true expression of love for ourselves, is to allow ourselves to play and be 100% worthy in that moment. Our voice is 100% worthy right now. The dream that we have for ourselves is 100% valid and worthy of being brought to the world right now. Now, we don't have to wait. We don't have to be a better, more polished version of ourselves. We just have to be right now. My voice has changed. I don't know if physically it's even changed over this podcast, but I know it's changed over the years. I've heard it change physically. I've heard my throat get clogged and unclogged over the years. I felt this expression that needs to come out. My message has changed and it will continue to change for the rest of my life into my hundred plus years of life I plan to live. And it is all valuable. It is all valuable. So how do you want to use your voice now? How do you want to express yourself now? What needs to come through you today? Get out there. Say it, do it, create it.
Much love. Till next time, you too can live your most extraordinary life. Much love. Want to learn more? Go to audrabartlett.com where you can learn how to work with me, sign up on the email list, and even book a free call with me. 